We believe that you are strong by design and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. You're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life in today's episode. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Strong by Design podcast. This is your host today, Coach Chris Wilson. So glad to be sitting across from this gentleman today, a longtime friend uh, of, of us, of us. Uh, Really, the team here at Critical Bench, uh, really longtime friend of Mike Westerdahl, founder of Critical Bench. They've done business together for over a decade and been uh, uh, on vacations and, and uh, events together for years and years, have grown quite close. And I was the recipient of that, uh, that you know, that networking, that relationship, uh, all that fun, all that brotherhood and stuff. And I, I've grown to really love this guy uh, myself over the years. Our mafia. <laughs> the our mafia. <laughs> you could call it that, couldn't you? Um, so I'm going to introduce our special guest in just a, a moment. But as I always do on the Strong by Design podcast, because, you know, this podcast wouldn't be made if it wasn't for the people on the other end. And uh, our mission with Strong by Design is to help you grow in body, mind and spirit. Uh, we touch on all those things in our uh, many episodes. We're uh, we're into episode uh, past 200 episodes now, which is un- unbelievable. We're in our fourth year, and uh, it's so great that we can, you know, in, in this episode, we'll hit on all three of those categories, body, mind, and spirit. But some episodes, we go kind of all in the direction of physical health. Some are all, uh, you know, kind of holistic health. Some are, you know, fully faith-based. And then sometimes it's a nice blend, depending on the guest and their story. Uh, so, you know, uh, Sean's story is uh, is a fantastic one. He has been on the podcast before. If you go way back to episode like 50 something, uh, 50 or 52, right around that area, Relentless Faith. He did a podcast with Mike talking all about his, his faith journey, his story, uh, which is absolutely incredible. So go back and listen to that. If you like what you hear today, you'll love what you hear in that conversation. But bef- again, before I introduce Sean, um, I want to say thank you so much for choosing our show. There's so many great podcasts out there that I listen to. And I'm glad that you've made our show one of them. If you would, at the end of this podcast, be sure to share this episode with a friend or family member, somebody who can benefit from this story and this message today. And be sure to hit that five star rating. Leave a review if you would. We greatly appreciate it because it does help us uh, move up in the charts and be, become more recognized by other uh, people interested in a good show. So my guest today, Mr. Sean Hatzel, welcome. Welcome to Strong by Design, buddy. Bro, thanks for having me. Yeah. So good to be here. Excited to share this tactical stuff. This that, will be a little more tactical. This, this tactical. is tactical, yeah. but this is this is great because a, a lot of the people listening to our show are searching for what's that thing that I'm missing in, in really cleaning up my, my health and getting to that next level. What's that kick in the, in the rear end that I need, you know? So Sean has so much experience here, decades of it, uh, more so than I, in terms of getting into just tip top shape. And we're going to cover what he did, how he did it and all those great things. 
Before we get into it, I want to properly introduce Sean. He's a world-class copywriter, one of the best with words and writing uh, that there is in the online world. Uh, he has been sought out and, and built businesses and done so much with so many high-level people over the years. It's, it's really uh, something um, to, to marvel at. Uh, he's had such a, an amazing uh, last, what, geez, since 2008, to, but yeah. 2010 is when it really, I started meeting all the people, yeah, so yeah. it's been about a decade. Uh, Sean's a, a, an over 40 hormonal fat loss expert. I call him Rip. It's a, a fancy way of saying now. it, right, over, over 50. 50. Yeah. He, he's a, a ripped granddad is what he is, okay? <laughs> he's the most ripped granddad that you will ever see or have ever seen, okay? I promise you that, uh, and you will see the pictures. Uh, if you watch uh, the YouTube video, you'll see some pics for sure. Or just type the Sean Hatzel into the computer and you'll, you'll, you'll see your picks. He's a three-time best-selling online nutrition author and Body for Life grand champion first runner-up. And uh, that's in and of itself is such a cool... I, I, love, I love some of that story back there. And um, so if, you don't, if you're not familiar with Body for Life, that's the old Bill Phillips program that really in the 90s was like so innovative and really first of its kind. I mean, it kind of made the body transformation thing mainstream. It did. Yeah. It really put it on the map before the internet. I mean, yeah. this guy became like a multi gazillionaire, yeah. it, you know, a couple hundred million. He sold it for it. Yeah. EAS. Yeah. 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 Not, not too, not too shabby. <laughs> not too shabby. I think anybody lifting weights that's even in our ballpark age had an ES EAS shake. For at, sure. For, at some myoplex. point. Yeah. Myoplex yeah. at some point in their life. That was, that was the shake to have. Uh, he's also, uh, a loving husband. Um, he is a, a, a God fearing man, uh, which is what I really love about him. Uh, his wife, Karen is fantastic and that's his rock and has been his rock for a long time. They have four children and 10 now grandchildren. You just had your 10th, not that many months ago, right? Nine and 10 came in the last seven months actually. Dude. Yeah, it's crazy. And they're all under six. It's insane. The that's, kids are like, bam, bam, bam. We're like, all right, you got to put that thing away now. Okay. It's like, <laughs> dude, but once you get to like six or seven, it's like six, 10. What's the difference? At that? If you, especially if you're a Nana and Papa. Right. Cause you could just give them back. Right. That's right. right. That's, that's right. Okay. You guys are a, na it. a Nana and a Papa. Love it. Just the best thing that's ever happened to me is my grandkids. Just yep. total new motivation and focus in life and just want to be there for them and yep. show them, you know, raise them not to be victims in this world. Yeah, right? that's right. So, no, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's too too much victim mentality yeah, yeah, going yeah. around these days. It's almost contagious. They're in good hands, though. My, our yep. kids are amazing. So That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's great. Well, we need more of that. See? And they're, they're carrying it on. See? So you, you yes. went from two with your with you and your wife to, to four to now 10, right? So it's getting bigger, right? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's expanding out. We'll probably end up having one or two more, too. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, crazy. I mean, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. So, uh, I would like our listeners to get to know you a little bit better than what I am able to, to do. Uh, would you, in your own words, just uh, a snapshot of yeah. kind of your story, your background uh, that brought you to where you are today? Yeah, so the entry, you know, my entry into the fitness industry definitely started in 1998 with uh, the Body for Life contest. And in fact, it was called the EAS Physique Transformation Contest in 98. And I think 99 was the first year he rebranded it to Body for Life. Um. So I was uh, fortunate enough to be first runner-up grand champion in the experience category. I was 28 years old, and that really was a life-changing time for me because I really didn't have my poop in a group. 
until I was 28 and then did that Wait, game. say that again? <laughs> My poop in a group, right? Poop in a group. <laughs> and so I was hanging around a lot of the wrong people, yeah. um, but I had done a good job of falling in love with working out and I was really, really had a passion for diet and nutrition, mm. so that helped. What didn't help was the people I was hanging out with. And so after Body for Life, that all changed because that was a journey. Uh, it was also like a spiritual journey. So at, before that contest, you know, I was buried in debt. I had a bunch of drama and relationships in my life. I was fighting for joint legal custody rights of my six-year-old daughter mm -hmm. and did not know where I was going with my life. And so this contest was really an anchor for me to grab onto. And when the contest was over, all that had changed. So I had joint legal custody rights of my daughter. The debt was paid off. I had mended those broken bridges. Next thing you know, I'm being featured in magazines like Muscle Media, Oxygen Fitness. They have me on ESPN as a spokesperson. I land a modeling contract. And just like because I focused on physical fitness and what I put in my body nutrition-wise, that discipline is like a faucet that leaks over into every other area of your life. And so that started me into the industry, and I've been in the industry off and on. I actually left the industry for mortgage mortgages because I was chasing – I wanted more money, and I hated it. So I realized that, you know, if you, if you chase what you're passionate about and you stay focused for long enough and you stay the course, you know, you'll be rewarded financially. Um, you just got to figure out a way to monetize it. But I think the more seeds that you plant and you water, see, that's the thing too. Throughout that entire process, I planted a lot of seeds and watered those seeds and then you don't know when they're going to sprout fruit, mm. right? And so... Uh, Miserable in the mortgage business, so back to fitness I went. So my, uh, I met Karen, and Karen's 11 years older than me. And her and I opened up a personal training studio franchise in Ann Arbor. We took that to number eight in the world, and then we sold that studio. Uh, and the doctors who bought it never paid us. And so that was a long journey of going through a lawsuit, being broke, almost losing everything. And I shared that in the first episode, this entire story. Yeah. And long story short, that's where Relentless Faith came from because um, our – Faith in God got Karen and I through it. I mean, we had lost our house, foreclosed on it. I had moved out, filed for divorce. You know, we were, we were li literally living off her inheritance for like three years. And so she was just done with me. And I didn't blame her one bit. I was so busy trying to chase my dream. But I never gave up. And God always gave me signs to keep going. And then, you know, 2010, I met Joel, Marion, and then everything changed. And so since then, um, we've been using Karen's story. And she was diagnosed with colorectal cancer 15 years ago when we first met. And you think it's the end of the world when something like that happens. And thankfully, we caught it in stage one. And, and the treatments that she had to get forced her into mm. premature menopause. And so I started learning a ton about hormones. And that's what really increased my passion and my knowledge mm. of hormones in the human body. Mm. And so through that journey, we've been able to share Karen's cancer story because she gained a, a lot of stubborn fat. And we took her through a process on how to get rid of that stubborn fat. And we took that story and used that to grow the company. And so facts tell, but stories sell. Yeah. So what's your story? And I think that's super, super important take away from my intro is that you know you can know all the facts in the world but if you don't have a testimony to share or a story to share that's real because people can deny the facts we're, we're living in a world where that's happening every day yeah correct the right. truth can be right right so, in front of them yeah. and, and but they it, can't deny yeah. the the real life testimony and story and so through that journey looking back at that adversity that we thought was the end of the world really became a wealth of, of not only knowledge but paid the bills and, and provided for our family and helped thousands of people with her message and her journey and our wow. products. You know, it's funny. So. I was just listening to a podcast yesterday and wrapped it up today uh, with Donald Miller, the story brand guy. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I know Donald. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Yeah. And he was on Brad Lominick's uh, H3 Leadership podcast. And uh, both those guys are great. Uh, but so much great 
nugget stuff coming from him, but he's like, you know, when you say story, that's what, that's what's made him who he is, right? Is, is everyone has a story, right? And right. how to tell your story. And he said something interesting. He said, you know, in our lives, there's moments where we're, you know, there's four different types of characters in a story, right? There's the, the hero, there's the villain, there's the guide, and there's the, um, uh, the victim, right? And he said, in, in your life, you can be all four of those in different moments and sometimes kind of all at the same time, you know, it's, it was just really interesting. Analogy. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it is storytelling. It yeah. is. That's what stories are what move people emotionally and like get them to that inspire real change. Yeah. Everybody loves the zero to hero story. And I think, um, I did a video on this this morning, just resistance, like overcoming resistance. People love that. And I think that we need to intentionally create more resistance in our life. I mean, uh, it goes back to, um, that when a chick is born, if you help it break the egg, right, it won't live because it's the resistance of it breaking its own shell that gives it the strength to actually survive. Isn't that something? And so we need to implement that in our own lives. And so are you applying resistance? Uh, David Goggins is big on this, yeah, right? Yeah, Can't hurt me. Like he, he schedules pain every day. Well, pain is just resistance, right? <laughs> in a different, in a more painful right. word, pain. But it's how we grow between the ears, right? And so I know physical fitness does equal spiritual and emotional fitness as well. Um, but we need to be looking, not, not only do we need to be creating resistance in the gym with our body, but we need to be doing it in our lives and other areas as well. Eat the frog, right? Like wake up in the morning and do that fear thing first. That's right. So it's, it sets you, it's your compass, right? It's yeah. like, it sets you, that's, you find true North when you get up and you do that one big thing and you attack it right, right out of the gate. It, everything else from there is, is it's downhill. Gravy. It's gravy. gravy. Otherwise it sits back here and it nags at you all day long yeah. you know, and it ruins your day. Yeah. So it's so true, man. Uh, it's, it's, it, it, Sounds simple, right? You know, but it's it's not an easy thing to do. Our team would like to thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. And if you're enjoying today's show, please share this episode with at least one friend or family member who will benefit from this message. And please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. That's strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. So 75 Hard, buddy. What is it? Who created it? Why? And what are the rules to it? So let's just give a, a good overview or synopsis of what this 75 hard thing is that you committed to with a, a big group of our friends. And we can go there uh, because I think our listeners are going to be a bit intrigued, you know, if they haven't heard yeah. about it. So many lessons to be learned through 75 hard in my yeah. journey with it. I mean, I've done so many photo shoots in the past because of the industry that I'm in. I've always prided myself on walking my talk. And always stay, you know, if I get to a point where my body fat levels get over 15%, I get annoyed with myself. Yeah. I just feel like I need to be, hey, if I'm teaching people this stuff, I need to be a living example. Right. Well, what happened with 75 hard that was different was the rules were harder. Um, that's why it's, it's not called 75 kind of hard, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. right? Somewhat hard. Right. So it's two workouts a day. Uh, one has to be outside, both are 45 minutes. Okay. Then you have to drink a gallon of water. Follow a diet of some kind, and you have to stick to that diet. No cheap food, uh, no alcohol, okay? And uh, take a progress picture and read 10 pages of nonfiction every day for 75 days straight. So 
It was created by Andy Frisella, who owns a supplement company, I think, called Proform. Proform, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A great facility, by the way. I was looking at a picture the other day of his Proform facility. Oh, you know, yeah. Amazing. Oh, what, yeah. a, what a nice setup he yeah, has. Yeah, he, and he does a great job with his podcast. And um, what ended up happening with that is he, he started that program and then he wrote a book on it. I didn't read the book, um, but the rules uh, are very stringent. And I really think what happened with me that's different from the photo shoots is a, I was checking my flesh because it's not a, a physical transformation program. It's actually a mental toughness program. Yeah, right, right, right. And so when I tell people about it or they automatically, because it's me and my identity is fitness, oh, you know, what diet? And they just go right to body, right to health. And I'm, a, I'm a, and I have to remind them, no, this is a mental toughness program. I mean, we, I cooked through like four books. I mean, you'd be amazed at how many books you can read just reading 10 pages a day. You can cook through a hundred page book in 10 days, you know, 200 page book, 20 days, obviously. So, and then you find yourself wanting to read more, you know, is what ends up happening. Because how many times do you just do 10? Right, right, exactly. And mm. you want to finish maybe the chapter right. or whatever. And you can't use audiobooks. It was funny. I was telling a girl about this yesterday mm. yeah. and she was saying, oh, I do audiobooks. That's, that's great. I was like, no, that, that doesn't count. You have to use your brain. You're just listening with an audiobook. I mean, the very act of reading, you know, it makes certain neurons in your brain touch that can prevent Alzheimer's and dementia. Most people mm. don't even know this. So reading long form, that's why, you know, little snippets of social media bites that release dopamine can actually create Alzheimer's and dementia early, right? They call it digital dementia or whatever it is, right? So this whole reading thing was a really huge part of it. And really the drying up on the alcohol for me, checking my flesh, you know, I don't ever consider myself an alcoholic, but I realized through this journey, how many people really struggle with this. When I posted about, I was 60 days sober and I posted it and it blew up and went viral on my, on my fan page. And I was just shocked. I was just like, you know, it was crazy. There was over like a hundred comments and it just, it reached like 80,000 people organically. Hmm. And it was just like, wow, this really resonates with people. And so for me, I was just having the, you know, the five o'clock happy hour, end of day, stiff vodka cocktail to relax. And then with dinner, maybe have a glass of wine, maybe two. No, we've been out socially many times and you you have a couple of drinks and enjoy yourself with a meal and friends and life goes on. You know, you're not overdoing. Exactly. And so you don't think anything of it, but then you think to yourself, okay, when's the last time I took a day off? Right. And so I started taking Mondays off. That was my first thing I started doing. But when I started taking the Mondays off, I knew it was because I didn't like the fact inside my subconscious and conscious self, I didn't like the fact that I was drinking daily, mm. even though it wasn't really yeah. getting hammered or anything right. like that. It was eating at my conscience, uh, kind of like eating bad food. It chips away at you. Yeah. And so the challenge, when, when Joel, actually Joel Marion challenged me to do it, um, and I think there's several lessons to be learned, not only just in the, in the rules that you follow and what it creates up here, but the fact that we had a group of people doing it together yes. got me to the finish line. Yes. So this is our San Diego trip back in, in early July. Yes. A big group of, of buddies, old buddies, current, but you know, more business yep. buddies. Right. And it was a big group of us together right. in La Jolla and having an amazing time. And, uh, and then this this, hey, let's do this 75 hard. And it was about 15 people that jumped on it. Right? Yeah, I think we had 18 total when we started. I think 12 finished. So six dropped out for various reasons. Um, some legit, some not. One guy had an appendix, yeah, John Rulin. They almost exploded. <laughs> yeah. Right. So what are you going to do? The poor right. guy, you know what I mean? Right. So stuff like, you know, life happens. It's going to happen. And he was bummed. He wanted to get back I in know. too, but you know, it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about stuff like that. And uh, so... Joel challenged me and there's several lessons to be learned in that because I think when somebody I'd really look up to and respect Joel and so I would never want to let him down 
So when he asked me and he challenged me, I told him, I said, listen, I think this will be good for me. I, I would like to commit, but I can't do it without my wife. I need her on board. And of course, I started getting the business. People were ragging on me, but I'm like, no, she's the cook. She does the laundry if I'm working out twice a day. I remember you saying this. Right. Yeah. I know, I know I couldn't do it without her. I'll be the first one to admit she's the water under my boat. I know that for a fact. And so I planted the seed with her that Joel challenged me and I let that seed sit for about two days. I didn't bug her. I let her sit on it and I waited for her. And then I came up to bed about two nights later and she said, I think you need to do it. And so she was on board with it. And it was funny because just following along with me, just because she was cooking my food, she lost like 11 pounds. See, dude. And she Side was still, effect. and she was still having her cocktails and, and you know, it's just, she was just eating the diet. We'll talk right. more about that. But uh, back to the group, because I think that that's a huge aspect is the accountability yeah. of a group together because I injured my knee, you know, I had my 15th wedding anniversary. So you have all kinds of these moments where you just want to cave and say, F it. It's one drink. Yeah. Right. Like, right. but I'm like, no integrity. Number one, I won't be able to sleep at night. I don't, you know, number two, I'm not going to let Joel down. And number three, I'm not going to let these guys beat me. Right. No freaking Compe- way. Competitive right? spirit. And yeah. I want to win. I want to win with them. I want us all to win together. And so that really kept me going is yeah. them guys. And, of course, there's guys in the group that needed it way more than I did. Yeah. Physically. Yes. They needed it way more than well, big, I did. Big Richie ain't yeah. so big anymore, exactly. is he? Exactly. Exactly. I love and, to and see Joel, that. too. He needed yep. to do it. So. Yep. You know, the, the physical aspects, though, really do become just reflections of what ends up happening mentally. But there's something to be learned there. And that is, is like if you do make a commitment to something, find somebody that you can be held accountable to yes. that you won't let down. That's right. That's the most important aspect, yeah. because if you if it's that's a, a bigger pain, for it, because you, if yeah. it's a friend. A friend accepts your weaknesses. Oh, that's all right, man. You just had yeah. you just had one. Yeah. Right. Where a real mentor and a coach and somebody who cares about you, that's bullshit. They right. call your ass out, yep. right? It's true. And that's what, that's what we need to follow through with our commitments. Yeah. And uh, I think there's a lot to be learned from that because that can be carried over into any, any area of our life. Now, with all this being said with 75 Hard, I, I want to say this because I think it's important and that there's pros and cons to this. Okay. We had a guy in the group who had an autoimmune disease and, you know, one, you know, he's just pushing himself and pushing himself. And yes. Instead of doing 45 minutes, he's doing an hour and a half twice a day. And oh my it's like, gosh. dude, you got an autoimmune disease. Massive overtraining. Right. And then too, one right? day he slept for like four hours and he was up at like four in the morning bragging on video, texting us all how he's going to push through even though he's tired and hasn't gotten any sleep. And we're all like, dude, go do some yoga. So the second workout, and this is very important because I'm 50, man. Yeah. If you're working out twice a day, 45 minutes, true hardcore workout, you'll never recover. Yeah. You got to have recovery time. So the good part is, is that second workout can be stretching. It can be yoga. I did a lot of dynamic stretching. I did a lot of soft tissue, uh, stuff like that as well. And a lot of walking, uh, which is very anti-inflammatory. And what I discovered through this journey, as far as the physical aspect of it goes, is that it's a lot easier to get lean when um, it's just diet. Like I heard because of my limitations and I hurt my knee and because I could the, the, the last couple of weeks before a photo shoot, I upped my cardio sessions to like an hour to 90 minutes just to whittle away at that last little bit. And what I've discovered through this process is that's not necessary. It's all diet. I walked my way to six. Well, I was like 
last week when I tested when I ended wow. the con- uh, contest. So I went from like 15% to like 5.8%. And I literally was doing, the only cardio I was doing was walking like the last six weeks. Wow. What so. would you say you were doing uh, for distance for, for your walking? You know, for me, it was time. It was, for me, it was time. Two to three miles? Yeah, it was just time. Time, yeah. Right. So, and uh, it would be a 30 minute walk and then I do 15 minutes of stretching afterwards okay. yeah. o- outside. Yeah. You know, just, you know, drag my stuff out by the pool. Wow. And, then, and then, of course, there's other times where, you know, it's not so, this, this all sounds like a bed of roses until it's 38 degrees and it's pouring rain and you got to go outside and walk in that crap for 45 minutes. And I had to do that twice at the end. Yeah. My, As my, it got cold, because, yeah. hey, oh, and you live where? Michigan. Michigan, okay. So, so yeah. we're in Flo- Clearwater, Florida. We don't hit those 30s. You know? Right, right. But, but you guys are dealing with 100 degrees and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hit the hundreds, you hit the 30s. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, that, that changes, your environment can really change your mindset. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you'd be surprised what happens to you um, when you are forced to do that stuff. So like it would be, I remember one night it was like 10 p.m. and I was so ready for bed and I had a checklist. You know, Andy has an app that you can download and buy for five bucks yeah. too. But I, I'm, I'm just so, I have so much technology in my life. I like, I'm the old school yeah, guy. Yeah, I like check che- the box. Check the box. And I pull out my sheet and I'm like, oh my gosh, I still got 10 pages to read and I've still got 20 ounces of water to drink and it's 10 p.m. You know, so it's those are the moments and that's why I would wake up and try to have my gallon of water gone by like 4 p.m. And I try to read my 10 pages right away, like and get it out of the way, eat get that frog, eat the frog, eat the frog, so to speak. Right. Yeah. But there's days where that's not going to happen. And so those were when your character is really tested and you really grow. And my wife would be like, well, I'm going to bed, honey. And I'm like, all right. And I'd stay up and read those 10 pages and guzzle my right. water. And then I get up three times in the night and have to go pee. And, <laughs> and what? And right. Right. And be like, oh, it's going to be one of them nights right. where I'm waking up every two, so, three hours. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's really where the character is forged and where, and where the mental toughness is really built is, is those moments where you have to force yourself to, to, to push yourself through those. The resistance that we just talked about. That's right. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. To help our show reach more listeners just like you, please let us know how we've changed your life by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. That's strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. And people on the other end of this conversation are going to say, well, what if you just did one long hour and a half workout? Can't do that. Can't do that. It's got to be two separate times of the day. So you can't even like do a 45 minute weight training session and go walk for 45 outside afterwards. It's got to be a different time of the day. So that really adds a whole nother That's a whole different challenge element to it. To yeah, it right? Yeah, right. Exactly. And so 75 days we made it. 12 of us made it. And what was really cool, the other thing I wanted to mention about the accountability side is the carrot. Dangle the carrot is really good, right? Yeah. Like, so Joel, we were all about, I think we were about seven to 10 days in, and Joel texts us a picture of a boat and a house in, oh, yeah. in Cabo. Oh, so what's the reward? You got yeah, we, so we, we leave for Cabo tomorrow. So this is the reward yeah. is a trip to Cabo for and, those people yeah. who made it. And, and, and if anybody knows Joel Marion, they know what a go-giver he is and how generous he is. Right. And of course, he's like, everybody who makes it to the finish line, I'm paying. Right. And so that was the carrot that was dangled. So I, I think dangling the carrot is like super important by creating a deadline. Like for me, a couple of years ago, I was in a spot where I was like, okay, I need to check out from the neck up here. Like I'm getting belly fat. I got to walk my talk. So I put 500 bucks down on a photo shoot. 
Well, guess what? The second that that I gave that photographer that $500 and that date was on the calendar, my behavior changed. Of course. Okay. And so what ends up happening through this process is you realize Mm. what your associations are. So when you start saying no to things that you don't say no to, you have these associations with alcohol. Okay. Hey, the game's on. There's the bar. You know, we walk into a bar or, or a restaurant. You sit down for dinner. What's the first thing you do? You order a drink. You go to a buddy's house. What's the first thing they do? Hey, bar's over there. Yep. So it's all these associations that we have in our life that we associate with things like alcohol or bad food, like the, mm-hmm. the bowl of nuts and the candy right. sitting there. Or anything just, fun, right? right? It's like, like go to the movies. What do you get? It. Big old thing, thing of popcorn, popcorn and right. soda and Twizzlers and all that. And you know, so you start saying no to those things yeah. and they really start standing out. And, and, and I think that putting yourself in a position to say no to the things that are associations in your life is a great way to identify weaknesses. And so it's something to consider in your journey. And 75 Hard really exposed that. Yeah, no doubt. Now, what are some of the, I, I guess it, in, in a kind of a backwards way, we've already said, <clears throat> excuse me, what some of the cons are. Obviously, we know what the pros are, but maybe just sift through those just a little bit more. Like, what are three of the, the best things you are going to keep from that probably implemented? And what are three things you're so happy that you don't have to well, focus on? That second on, right? workout can go to hell. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that. I'm stretching for 15 minutes and doing a 45-minute workout. Done. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. Uh, so it's been nice to do some weights and then go for a beach walk, beach walk here in Clearwater yeah. and not worry about that second workout. That is for sure. And the gallon of water is, you know, when I go in the sauna, it was a lot easier because it sweat out about 50 ounces. But, man, you go to the bathroom. I got to the point where I would just hold it because I knew I could get two in one, right, if I held it long enough because I was peeing every 15 minutes. Well, if I hold it for another 15, I'll have two in there, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to double up on my next trip to the bathroom. Exactly. And so, you know, I don't think you need a gallon. Now, with two workouts a day, I think it's wise. Yeah. Cause you're going to be doing that sweating anyway and yeah. it's good for you and it does help control your appetite i mean we could dive down a rabbit hole mm-hmm. most people under kind of like protein they underestimate the power of adequate hydration yes i mean it's gonna if you have a headache try guzzling 16 ounces yep see what happens you'll yep. be surprised so most of the time that headache will go away it's just In 20 minutes you're probably hungry, right? you're hungry yep. and you shouldn't be you're probably a little dehydrated have some water yep so you know the more water you give your body the less it holds on to right so if you're feeling bloated Drink more water. Most people think, oh, I'm already bloated. I should better not drink no. anymore. It's the exact opposite. It happens. Water is the transport system for all nutrients and metabolic digestive processes that okay. take place in our body and our brain. Right. You want the engine in your car to work better? Uh, less oil? Right. No. Exactly. No. So make, it's the same type of thing. Make sure it's filled to the brim yeah. and change it out every once in a while, too. Right. You know, it's like water's the same way. In our, it makes everything in our body work. Right. And so since the contest, I'm doing 100 ounces, not 128. Um, and I wouldn't be doing that if it wasn't for the contest. And I do feel better doing yeah. that. Yeah. And it did. It got. It brought back to the forefront of how important hydration really is. And it's a, it's an important element. It's one of those things that people just they don't pay attention to because they're so worried about what they should and shouldn't eat. Yeah. Instead of focusing on, so you know, it's funny because little hinges swing big doors. Yes. And it's all these little things that can really add up to make a big difference over time. Yeah. Right. Now, one thing, uh, the other thing that I noticed mentally uh, throughout the process of 75 hard of, of the way that I transform, because there's, I have a saying that people will want you to do good in life. Okay. They just really don't like you doing better than them. And that's something. 
Now, that's not true for everybody, but the majority of the average people, I think we all have a little bit of it in us, whether we want to admit it or not, right? And so there was a lot of negative comments. I remember family, you know, like the first thing uh, my sister-in-law said was, oh, you're not going to be any fun. And I'm just like, okay. I'm like, that's that's an interesting comment, right? And so you start getting these. One, uh, my, my nephew said, When's your 75 days of hell done? You know, and I bit my tongue because I'm just like, you know what? Because I wanted to look him right now and say, you can't do it, man. You're going to be hating on me because you can't do it. Right. And so instead of doing that, I just took the high road and let my actions speak. And, you know, Joel nicknamed me the renegade a long time ago because I'm really good at calling people out where Joel is a grace giver. He just like, he has a different personality than I do. I just, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I just let people know how I feel a lot. And through this process, I learned to really brittle my tongue more. And I think that's super important. I mean, we obviously could travel that right to the Bible, right? I need some of that work. (laughs) Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so it was really good to see the way that I reacted and responded more like Christ-like character. Mm Um, throughout this journey and through that process and how mentally strong that made me feel just to not respond. Um, cause you always feel like you have to defend yourself in the moment. It's a struggle, right? We want to defend the, ourselves after right? the fact you're right. like, man, so um, I feel good that I didn't lash out or say anything or, you know, or said this instead of that, or, you know, I was thinking this, but yep. Yeah. And then it's other, you know, I noticed too at the gym, interesting comments. Like one guy said to me, you know, well, well, I ain't got time for that and I'm not doing that. And I'm like, well, I didn't ask you to, you know, I mean, like, so he's just like, he was insecure. You could tell he was insecure that yeah. I was doing it. It's yeah. football season. They kind of like, get all defensive. I'm yeah, like, dude, yeah. I didn't ask you to do it. That's right. you, know, you asked what I was doing. I told you, you right. know, I didn't tell you to do it with me. So it's interesting to see how people respond. And then the other thing I noticed is that my wife, so my wife left town for four days and she's so freaking amazing. She had everything prepped for me food wise in the kitchen, in the, in the fridge. So right. I could just get in there and everything's eat. portioned out. <laughs> and it's she containers. Was, she, yeah, yeah. She's awesome. She's like, getting out. well, she was gone for, I think it was five days and four. Yeah. It was like four days, five nights. And she left on a third, a Thursday morning and 48 hours later, Friday night, I was sitting on the couch by myself at home saying to myself, you know, it's kind of nice getting some alone time. And I thought about alcohol for the first time in 48 hours. Wow. And so I thought, you know, it's interesting. My wife left the house. I have a cabinet full of liquor. I have a fridge full of seltzers and beers. I have a wine cooler full of my favorite red wine. And I never even thought about alcohol for over 48 hours straight. So to me, that's me being rewired up here. Like I thought it was amazing because typically if I'm craving a drink or wanting a drink, when she left, nobody's watching. First thing I should have been thinking about was, man, it'd be nice to have a drink right now. Now I wouldn't have had it, but just the fact that I didn't even think about it for two days being alone in a house full of booze, I was like, wow, man, my brain is changing. So those, those, that was an interesting, now that's when I started identifying and this was like, about 60 days in, close to it, about wow. 55. And that's when I really started <clears throat> noticing because I, I heard a lot of comments about people who had finished it that said, man, mentally it was something else. And I didn't, I'm like, I know the benefits mentally of physical fitness and diet. I've done it for years. So I do know the benefits, but this was a whole nother level. Wow. That is cool, man. And it, it just it goes to show you it's, it's an integrity thing, right? It's yeah. a... It's a, it's not about me 
It's not about me doing the deed or whatever that is. It's about me knowing that I did it and then I held and I withheld from telling anyone else about it. Like you w- wouldn't be able to live with yourself. Exactly. No one would a would a would an ounce or two ounces of booze in that moment have done really anything to your outcome? No, no. not anything. No. But you would have known that you did it and you wouldn't have been able to sit with that. It would have permanently chipped a big stone out of my integrity, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, yeah, you wouldn't be able, subconsciously, I would have not been able to live with myself. No, so. that's, that, that's, that is cool though. I mean, so it is more of a, yes, it's a physical thing, but it is a, it's a discipline thing. It's a mindset thing. It's a, um, it's just a, you know, creating new good habits in your life, you know, and that's what more of us need on a regular basis, right? Cut out some bad, put in some goods and, yeah. and then try to run with it for a little while. Well, and then when you're done, I noticed, uh, I heard of a girl who finished, she was like 23 years old and she woke up the day she was done and she started drinking at like 9am and I'm like, well, that's a 22 year old for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. it, it, as you get older and you, you're not looking like the day that I finished and I cheated. It was interesting to see how your body responds, and I think touching on this is is good because I had I had not put a sugar in my body, any cheat food, dessert, or sugar, yeah, or any alcohol. Nothing refined, in other words. I sat yeah. down at breakfast. I had a Bloody Mary, and I took two drinks of it, and the alcohol hit me right in the head. Like it, wow. I was immediately buzzed, and I didn't even I didn't even drink half the Bloody Mary because I didn't yeah. need it. I literally had like three sips, and I'm like, all right, I'm good. I took so. Uh, Karen ordered huevos rancheros and of course that would be something I would always get on a cheat meal but I wanted the sugar because I hadn't had any in so long right because I, I do carb cycling I, I had been eating clean yeah. carbs yeah so I went for the frosted flake crusted French toast oh and, my god and I took I'm not kidding you I took two bites and I had a pounding headache like pounding because my body, body just was like, what is it. this? It rejected yeah. it, completely rejected it. So it was interesting to see how my body responded. And then I had a burger and fries the um, later that day. And I was full for like six hours afterwards. I was just, I could not eat the whole day amazing? afterwards. I was just like, wow, this is just crazy when you don't do this to your body. Yes. What happens? My only experience with that, and then I want to get into the, the carb cycling yes. method, like what you did, what your diet of choice. Um my only real experience and because I just have not lived in the world of like always being tip top shape was always more about like strength based, right. you know, stuff for me. Uh, this is, you know, and I've gone on my own journey. Not, I didn't do 75 hard. I was doing my own thing with Will Grazion, uh, and I've lost 25 pounds and I'm maintaining it and I feel great. And I'm, you know, all those great things. But a few years ago, Mike and I did a two-week fast. If you remember, we did um, yep. rational fasting, which is an Elliot Hulse uh, thing, right? And we experimented with it. We want to try it. I remember, because we were doing 72-hour fasts. So we had three-day fast, then one keto meal, then three-day fast, and then a oh couple gosh, of keto meals. Brutal. It was brutal. It was very, very hard, <laughs> but we stuck to it. I mean, we really did it. I remember that beer I had, the flavor of it. Um, it tasted so sweet. I'm it like, changed. beer Beer never tastes like this to me, ever. Like, yeah. my palate, everything about it was different. Yeah. I'm like, gosh, that's just for me not eating food for like three days. And, fa- you know, for anyone who's ever fasted or try it like because i feel like it, it does have a lot of health benefits i mean there's a Tons. lot of, that could be a whole nother discussion right right but um it was very interesting anyway i want to let's dive into what you actually were doing because you have to pick 
a diet basically on 75 hard. It yes. could be any diet, but then you have to stick to it. So what did you do? Well, I, I do the same thing I always do is carb cycling. And there's three, really three primary reasons that carb cycling is my diet of choice. And I think it's superior to any other diet. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. I will say that the best diet that anybody listening to this could follow is one that they can stick to. Right. <laughs> right. Adherence is the biggest thing. Yeah. But with carb cycling, you don't eliminate any food groups. So I love that. So period. I don't I mean, like any kind of elimination diet, to exactly. be honest. And well, and that's why most diets work anyway, because you're eliminating entire food groups. Right. Right. They, they carb fail cycling, because of that. Yeah, yeah. Carb cycling, you're not. Carb cycling is more of a hormonal entrainment diet. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But I love it because of that. Number one, you have variety and flexibility. So it makes it easier to adhere to. So that's number two is it's easier to adhere to. And number three, it caters to your hormones mm. on a diet. And there's been some research done. I know there's a study back, it was way back in 2011. It was a pretty good study and it was only one. So it does not conclusive or anything like that, but they did, had a group of calorie counters and a group of people focused on hormones. And the group who just focused on hormones and didn't count calories lost 65% more weight. Wow. So hormonal entrainment's a really big thing. And that's another reason I love carb cycling. And, and as a lifestyle diet too, it's amazing because the way that I follow it, which I'll share here, it caters to our natural social life because you're eating carbs on the weekends, right? And we're, we're going to tend to eat more carbs on the weekends. When we have more free time, right? More social. Yeah. We have sporting events and all that stuff. And, and the flexibility of it is very good too. So for example, if you have a high carb day during the week because something's going on and you want to eat your carbs, well, then you just swap that for a weekend day. So yeah. we can talk more about that as well. But so the, the, it really is a, ultimately it's so effective. And that's the third reason is effectiveness. Uh, and I'm living proof of that. I think out of the group and, you know, I don't say this to boast at all. I just have a lot of experience, but I crushed everybody in that group. Right. Crushed well, them. you were already, let's, you know, 15 body percent body fat or so was where you started, right? Mm -hmm. For most people, I mean, that's lower than I am right now. And I lost 25 pounds in the last four, four or five right. months. Right. right. So. That's, that's lean. That's leaner than most men, especially at, at your yes. age. Okay. Yes. You could be a college athlete and be 15% body fat. Right. Exactly. So, um, but you went from 15 down to five and change, which is uh, that's stage ready. You know what no, I mean? That's, that, you know, that's that's stubborn, stubborn fat is what it is. And yeah. we can talk more about how to get rid of stubborn fat. I got a lot yeah. of tricks to use. Yeah. Um, I think Lane Norton. Yeah, you know, I know. You know, yeah, Bio Lane. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he did this analogy. I heard it the other day, and I thought that's a great analogy about a tube of toothpaste. And he talked about losing fat. You know, and when you first start losing fat, if you're heavier, it's kind of like a tube of toothpaste. When you first open it up, the toothpaste just comes right out. Yeah. Right. Well, then when you get down to low, below ten percent. It's like you're at the very end. Yeah, you're rolling up trying the end. to squeeze it out of there because it's so hard to get out, right? Yeah. And that's really that's why they call it stubborn fat because it's just way more stubborn because your body wants to hang on to some of that. And we're going to go ahead and break there. Sean has so much great information about his experience with the 75 hard program. Uh, there's so much more to come with his exact uh, diet program that he followed, uh, more about his training habits, why cardio is not nearly as good as strength training. There's so much good stuff coming. So uh, get ready because in a couple of days, we will release part two of the 75 hard episode with Sean Hatzel. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Strong by Design podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you found value in today's episode, 
please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show. Plus, you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you.